The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Yes, it is. This is the episode uh, number 263. How about that? Well, if you're looking forward to hearing the antics of Lefty Turnington and Red Nickerton, I have some some bad news. Uh, they're not available for this episode. Uh, uh, Red uh, is hungover from celebrating. Uh, and, uh, Lefty is, uh, well, he's in seclusion, recovering from severe depression and a bit of a mental collapse at what he hoped would be the stunning revelations from the Miller testimony that would destroy Trump for all time. And yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you saw what happened. So, uh, could have told you so Lefty, but, uh, and I did, but well. And, of course, Red, well, it, he was just so tickled by the whole incident. He uh, went on a, a beer binge and, uh, yeah, uh, unavailable for work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I've st- stated before, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, so it's so, so damn predictable. You know, um, it, it, even when it's something you like, you know, like pizza or something, you can't have it every day, you know. But And then when you do, you're done, you know. You can't do it anymore. So uh, moving on to something else. Uh, but even something else, there's just no escape. There's no escape at all. All. <sighs> so uh, the uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, came and went, and so we got a lot of uh, stuff out of it. You know, they bring their trailers and everything for new movies and uh, t- TV shows that are coming uh, for all the uh, fantastic genre type uh, adventure stories, uh, primarily superheroes these days. Um, and, uh, and a little bit of science fiction. We got probably the best trailer to come out was the, uh, Star Trek Picard trailer in that it was a bit surprising because they managed to keep a lid on, uh, just who would be in it. They, all along they were saying, no, only Picard would be the returning character, uh, for the series. And then lo and behold, there's, uh, Data's in it and, uh, Seven of Nine is in it. And uh, boy, it looks all cool. Except data looked a little weird, but you know what are you what are you gonna do? And uh, also, word is that uh, Deanna Troy and Riker will also make an appearance. And of course, but uh, you know, seeing it, I thought, well, it looks really cool. But it's probably all in the first episode, and then you never see them again. And the rest of it is this sort of uh, ripoff of uh, Firefly, <laughs> you know, uh, with this uh, Mary Sue girl who's uh, the chosen one of some sort, I don't know, a Borg hybrid, uh, Data's daughter, I don't know, uh, Picard's daughter, or grand, well, great-granddaughter at this point, <laughs> uh, from the Borg Queen or something, I don't know. And, but still, I thought, well, this is a better effort than they had done in the previous one. Uh, but, uh-oh, well, then word came that uh, once again, uh, CBS and uh, Bad Robot and all the people involved there a stole top to bottom the idea from Brian Fuller. And so probably the, the jumping off point and premise is there. And then the rest of it is just pure crap. So, 
Uh, don't get your hopes up, but yeah, it was a good trailer. Pretty good trailer. So uh, the rest of the trailers were crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, but one of the, tra uh, even before the Comic-Con happened, uh, the Batwoman trailers uh, came out and they're just so God awful. Uh, I, I believe they, uh, uh, CW pulled them away from their YouTube channel. And uh, it's just, everyone just mocks it because it's like if you were going to do a parody of some leftist uh, uh, propagandist uh, TV show. This is what you would do. I mean, it's so stupid that they even have a song playing in it. Going, I'm a woman. And it's like, yeah, I know it's in the title. Uh, it, oh boy. And every time this sort of crap happens, it's telling you we got nothing. Uh, you have to watch it because it's meaningful for lesbians and women or something. I don't know. Uh, it, but just so much stupid, insulting crap. And uh, she steals everything from Batman and then gets upset when people mistake her for being Batman and says, well, I'm not going to let a man take credit for a woman's work. <laughs> You're stealing his work. So, oh, yeah, it's it looks Awful. And some of the reviews from the show is uh, they even try to give it some help because they don't want to say it's bad uh, from these, uh, you know, access media types. But uh, it just has all the signs of being terrible. But so so that the reason I bring that up is because the subject of what I'm going to uh, focus on here is not Star Trek or Batwoman, uh, but rather uh, one of the great uh, a series uh, from uh, comic books that uh, uh, kind of pushed it into a whole new level in the 80s, uh, even though there are problems with it. <laughs> but it was one of two. One was Dark Knight Returns with uh, by Frank Miller. And then the other one was Alan Moore's The Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen, uh, its power and strength is in the, uh, the architecture of it, if you will, the structure of it, the, uh, the atmospherics, uh, the adult, uh, characterizations of it. And just, there's so many levels in it, uh, within those 12 issues, uh, that was, is something you hadn't seen before at the time. And so it's very much a creature of its time. Uh, certainly in its uh, politics, which is all the uh, 80s. The 80s was the last decade of the of the Cold War. And uh, everyone figured the Cold War would only end in World War Three and all that sort of thing. And yet the exact opposite happened. And the exact opposite happened, which pretty much kind of destroys a, a, a great deal uh, of the beliefs and uh, uh, message from Watchmen. But... Still, it's a good yarn. <laughs> it's uh, fun. Uh, well, fun. I mean, uh, the examination and the uh, uh, and a statement on superheroics, if you will, uh, without much superheroics at all. In fact, probably none in the story. Um, and also this sort of putting them in the adult world where you eventually you get old. Uh, you're at that age where you're almost old, but you're not quite, but you know it's coming. And they, your good years are behind you and all that sort of thing is all folded into it. And that's what it is. The actual plot of it is pretty stupid. Uh, it doesn't quite work. Well, I mean, the, the, the gag is they, uh, Alan Moore stole it from an Outer Limits ep uh, episode, which basically is uh, the, the superhero who is actually the villain. Uh, Ozymandias has his master plan to prevent World War Three, And what he does is he convinces, he creates... Uh, this massive disaster that kills millions of people 
but it makes it look like an alien invasion uh, caused it. He creates this uh, psychic-powered uh, squid, <laughs> if you will, uh, some sort of creature, and... Uh, the attack happens, and so there, the Soviet Union and the United States—they both had been attacked by this thing, and they decide we got to put away, put aside our differences, and come together and face this common enemy. And this was a plot from an old uh, Outer Limits episode. Where they pretty much did the same thing where they turned a guy into an alien, <laughs> and uh, the the world was convinced that there was an alien threat to come get him. And uh, even Reagan himself at the time kind of uh, uh, made allusions to this concept, <laughs> which <laughs> UFO people uh, still to this day think maybe he knew he was talking about something real, you know? Uh, but anyway, so that, that was the ultimate plot of the story, but that that's nothing. That's really not the power of it. The power of it again was the structure and uh, the cleverness of where they're both from, uh, uh, Alan Moore and uh, Dave Gibbons, the artist, and just the look of it, and uh, boy, you know, just a lot of work went into it, and you can just see it there. And so uh, it, it was, it was a, a you know a one-time thing, really. There's been a prequels done to it in comics, and some of I, I didn't mind those as much. A lot of people thought that was a blasphemy or something. Uh, the best of those was called the Minutemen by the late Darwin, Darwin Cook. It's a pretty good one. And uh, then there was, uh, well, uh, maybe at the same time or maybe before, the Zack Snyder's uh, movie of The Watchmen came out. And I think it's fine, especially, again, with Zack Snyder, <laughs> the full cut. <laughs> um, the ultimate cut, I think it's called. Uh, and uh, it has the complete story in it and actually improves on the plot, I think, because I thought the uh, psychic squid thing was just, I mean, it, it posited itself where uh, the character of Dr. Manhattan is the only one with superpowers. And it's like this once in a billion trillion uh, moment <laughs> where he gets his superpowers. And that's it. The other superheroes are just people in costumes who just know how to fight. Um, where, as he's the only uh, Superman, if you will, and uh, so it, it, it has a certain credibility to it that it positions his uh, his origin there and his gaining of the powers as this, you know, extremely rare incident. And then here comes Ozymandias, who creates this alien monster, um, I, you know, and, and granted with Dr. Manhattan existing, I guess that kind of opens doors to other possibilities. And this is how Ozymandias is able to do this. And it also positions him as the smartest man on earth and all this type of thing. Uh, but in the movie, the plot where he basically just frames Dr. Manhattan uh, for committing all the, uh, you know, the, the massacres, the, the mass murders of millions of people to where the United States and the Soviet Union come together because they have this common enemy in Dr. Manhattan going rogue. So I thought it worked better and I liked the movie um, others don't, but I, it, and I, if uh, beyond that, it's pretty, uh, 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 loyal to the source material and does the best it can as a movie, uh, which well, with a comic book is a comic book. And these are two different mediums and you can't completely adapt that to uh, film anyway. Uh, so that was, uh, the thing. And then, uh, I don't know. Uh, HBO wanted a new series. Uh, they, I guess, figured Westworld wasn't gonna 
uh, grabbed the baton from uh, Game of Thrones. So Watchmen was uh, put up to uh, try to give them another big series that everyone has to see. Well, uh, right off the bat, I was dubious of this, uh, as it uh, it's it's positioned as a sequel to the Watchmen story. And to be simple, I thought it would have been better to make it uh, a sequel to the movie. But no, it's a sequel to the comic book. I mean, there's all I've seen uh, scenes from it even before the trailer where uh, there's like uh, signs about the, the, the alien squid and all that sort of thing. So uh, that's the position it takes. Now, there's a lot of similarities uh, where you, you would see in the movie and uh, this series. Uh, the, the trailer shows Dr. Manhattan, and it looks like it's a scene from the movie, but um, but what have you. So uh, so the trailer finally comes out, and you, you see... Uh, yeah, it was just terrible. I mean, there's a lot of dumb things in there. And right off the bat, uh, we have, uh, this token, uh, black woman in there. Uh, she's angry and mad and she's, uh, she has her superhero suit and, uh, she's fighting against the man and all this is very formulaic and, uh, very typical and very insulting to two black women in my opinion <laughs> and uh so they but also uh, the bad guys are all these uh, people who apparently are uh, fans of Rorschach the character from Watchmen who uh, died at the end and but his uh his uh, diary was left behind with all his wacko uh, theories which turned out to be true <laughs> uh but the the guys uh, uh boy they 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 wear the mask like he did and they go around beating up people and causing vandalism and apparently uh they kill the the this woman's husband and oh my god it's terrible and um you thinking oh boy it's going to be a statement about antifa no <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, uh, Damon Lindelof, the guy behind this, uh, known for uh, uh, Lost and uh, what's the other series? He did Leftovers, which uh, I thought will look pretty good. I saw the first season and I just never got around to finishing it. That's not a statement on whether it was good. And I thought it was uh, Lost. Um, the ending was bad and some people just, they now, after having loved it now, hate it and all this sort of thing. And no, I think Lost is probably the best Lindelof is going to do. Uh, the, the problem with Lost is that it teased the island throughout the series and never paid off, which is odd because Lost was originally conceived as just this sort of, uh, a soap opera of people stranded on an island. And that was it like a dark, uh, Gilligan's Island. Uh, but they realized that wasn't going to uh, work. And they brought in J.J. Uh, Abrams, and he said, why don't you make the island a character? Why? What do you mean? And so he introduces uh, supernatural and science fiction elements to it, and the island became, yes, the mystery box. <laughs> but J.J. Abrams, he does the pilot, which was actually two episodes, a movie, really, with the budget he had, and it sets off the series. And the island is teased throughout it. Every character in that show, even uh, mysterious ones like Jacob and whatnot, got their stories told. But the island, which J.J. Abrams himself said should be made a character, never did. So <laughs> that's a problem. And that's why that was a problem. But uh, I don't know how Leftovers ended because, as I said, I didn't finish it. Uh, maybe one day I will. But after this, I mean, this is really appalling what Lindelof is uh, doing here. Uh, so, of course, 
the original Watchmen. Oh, what's at its core? Well, it's the nuclear standoff between the Americans and the Russians. As I said, that was uh, at the it's a Cold War story, you know, and in uh, 80s Cold War. Uh, even though, like I said, the exact opposite happened. Peace broke out. <laughs> Gorbachev and Reagan met and everything was... <laughs> World War Three did not happen. Believe it or not, it didn't. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you didn't need, uh, 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 millions dead at the hands of an alien squid. No, you didn't, you didn't need that to bring them, uh, to bring them to peace talks. No, you sure didn't. Uh, so the Lindelof thinks you got to have some political message in it. And, oh boy, what's the crisis that we're facing now that, um, is on par with the cold war fear of nuclear annihilation. Can you guess what it is? Uh, yes, it's white supremacy. <laughs> the white supremacists currently swimming with Loch Ness Monster and camping out with Bigfoot uh, is the terrible problem that we must address. And Lindelof will do this through his Watchmen series in this alternative uh, history. Uh, because like Watchmen itself, there was this alternative history. Uh, America won the Vietnam War because, well, they had superheroes, and most notably Dr. Manhattan <laughs> walking around like God blowing up the Viet Cong. <laughs> so that didn't take much. And then uh, Nixon remained uh, president well into the 80s. Now, uh, this was off of an offhand comment where Nixon droned about being the last president. Uh, and people uh, took that to mean that he intended to stay in office for the rest of his life uh, in, in defiance of the Constitution and all that. No, that's not really it. Uh, at the time, there was serious flirting with the concept of changing the government into a parliamentary system. So there you would have a, a prime minister that the parliament would appoint rather than having a president uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, well, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> lefty people just run with a concept and an idea. And even after it's long since been discredited, they will not let it go. So, uh, so, so there you are with that. So here we have where I guess apparently Robert Redford, uh, succeeded Nixon <laughs> as president and these presidents just stay in office until they're dead. <laughs> I guess. So apparently uh, he'll be president in the series, I guess. Uh, so, but you know, so what? Uh, so he says that the, the real problem we have to deal with is race and the police. Now this is really God awful. And it's one of these things that reveals that he got all this high praise and how clever he seemed to be running the lost show. And there's a lot to be proud of there, just especially in individual episodes and stuff. The writing was uh, pretty top notch and the character development was really good and, and a lot of depth and all that stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean he's that bright and everything else. <laughs> so, uh, and clearly here, because I, it's the only way I can give this guy a pass, because when you think about this, this idea uh, that the police are, are on a bench to murder black people uh, constantly, you know, and, and this constant thing with like Black Lives Matter and all that sort of thing. And being uh, uh, spread and promoted by uh, media figures, not unlike uh, Lindelof himself, led to Dallas. Um, and, and the other murders of police officers. There was um, officers just sitting in their squad car, got murdered in New York. And uh, there was officers executed 
in, and in quite a few states. And then, of course, it seemed to culminate with um, uh, with Dallas, where this guy just mass murders a bunch of police officers there. Uh, and uh, then it kind of, well, let's just quiet down on that. But they're not. He's just going to continue this crap. Um. So it's just disgusting. I mean, the whole idea of doing the sequel, Alan Moore himself hated the movie. Uh, he hated the idea that they were going to do prequels. And I didn't really care because I thought that Alan Moore had gotten his head way too big. I mean, he, his ass was kissed so much in the comic book world um, and beyond what he deserved. Now, was he a great comic book? Yes. And he is. And his talent is, is clearly there. It speaks for itself on quite a few levels. Not everything he did was gold, but, uh, but yeah, he really earned his place there. But, um, the thing about Watchmen was that they're derivative characters. They were uh, based on the Carlton characters. At the last minute, DC got cold feet about that because the Watchmen was such a dark story. Plus, he kills two of the characters in it. And they said, well, we want to use them in other stuff. So uh, he just simply uh, changed them over into these other characters and all that. But then DC said, well, yeah, but we own the story. And Alan Moore, he split with him and got mad. Uh, and then of course, when all this stuff about the movie and then uh, the prequel comics and all that irritated him, uh, and he made some statement about, I never heard of anyone wanting, uh, a sequel to uh, Moby Dick. Um, and this is very bizarre because even at the time he's making this statement, Alan Moore was doing a series of comics called League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where he takes literary characters uh, from H.G. Wells and Jules Verne and so on, and uh, and 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 just uses them for his own in this sort of bizarre superhero type narrative for uh, his stories, and it's like those aren't yours, Alan. No, you have no respect for these, you know, literary giants. <laughs> Of which you're not really in that you you're the big fish in a small pond, you know you you would get lost in this ocean. You're not Herman Melville, so uh, it was bizarre uh, that he would say that and not be aware of it. Uh, but there you again, like I said, his head's pretty swollen, <laughs> you know? and it's a disease one gets when their ass is kissed so much. So. Do I really see his side of things on Watchmen? No, not really. V for Vendetta is a different thing, even though it borrows things from Orwell and whatnot. But that's more of an original uh, a character there for him. And then, of course, you know, they took that too and made a movie and all that. And uh, he wasn't happy about it. But so, of course, uh, he would have no love for this, even though he'd be in total agreement with the politics of it. But the thing about Alan Moore is that he was more than capable of creating a characters in depth. And especially like Rorschach, which he was able to do in there, like a solid, believable character. Uh, all the indications of this trailer here and what uh, uh, Lindelof is stating here. I think Lindelof just phoned it in. Uh, I don't think he's doing the work he did on lost here at all. Uh, and, uh, and in making it some sort of political campaign about white supremacy and that sort of crap where anybody who doesn't vote the way he does is a white supremacist and all this, and then making a, uh, a token mockery, uh, superwoman for the, uh, for the show and thinks that I need, I need a pat on the back for that. Aren't I great? 
uh, is really terrible. And again, like I said, this is this Black Lives Matter type idea and stuff like that. The police are murdering uh, uh, black people just because they're black um, gives rise to the notion of the idea that it's open season on cops, which is what happened. And to do that after the fact and still push this uh, is just so incredibly stupid. And being stupid is the only way I can give the guy a pass because the only other alternative here is it's evil. Uh, so besides the fact that you're just stealing someone else's brand and coming in on it and just dumping a bunch of lazy crap and formulaic political nonsense uh, is it's just terrible. It just really is. I didn't think it would look so cheap in just the laziness of the storytelling, but uh, the way it did, it's like they might as well just have Batwoman swing into the the the, the, the series, you know, and <laughs> they're I'm a woman, and <laughs> that's because it's that stupid. Uh, so who watches The Watchmen? Well, not me. <laughs> So, uh, it's a sad thing. And, you know, a better thing would have been to be uh, sort of inspired by the storytelling and that sort of thing and come up with something better. But they wouldn't. I mean, I, I haven't seen The Boys yet, but maybe that's better. Uh, you know, trying to be a little more original. I mean, granted, the the seven in The Boys is the Justice League, but uh, a very, uh, well, almost pornographic version of them. <laughs> but um, yeah, this looks like trash. And I, 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 I was very apprehensive about it, and not everything just seems to confirm that over and over again. And to preach this message of you fight bigotry with bigotry is shameful, and Lindelof should be ashamed, and so should HBO. All right, I'll take a short break, and then we'll come back with a brand new episode of Bubba Stargon. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Cut it off. 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 Go on. Cut it off. Hashtag cut it off. We at Gillette Razorblades want you to know that masculinity combined with heterosexuality is a toxic mental disorder. Stand with Gillette and support hashtag cut it off and purchase your Gillette Razorblades today. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. Well, why not watch old crappy movies with me, Mr. Nelson? Yes, you can watch old forgotten theater trash polished up by my brilliant commentary and sound effects. Films and movie serials like The Green Hornet, which concerns the adventures of a young newspaper publisher and his life partner. Yes, in their free time, they play dress up. They wear masks and ride around in a souped-up old jalopy while fighting crime. And it's only 90 cents! So head over to my video store at cellfi.com slash nelson 
That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Selfy dot com slash Nelson. Get it? Once there, you can order some Nelson celluloid goodies today. Warning. Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. Say, what you wearing there, boy? Hey, <laughs> this is my Bubba Stargon t-shirt. Bubba Stargon? Oh, man, is that all the characters is that little Mr. Spot? It sure is. Oh, man, where can I get one? <laughs> you gotta head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Mr. Nelson store? Where that? Oh, you gotta head over to Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com, and look up the Mr. Nelson store. Yeah, M-R-N-I-L-S-I-N. <laughs> yeah, it's just that simple. Oh, man, I'm gonna get on that and get me a Bubba Star concert. Yeah, you'll be the envy of your friends. Yeah, except you're the only one friend I got. Well... Uh, you'll make more with a cool shirt like it. Oh, yeah! That's right, friends. Head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zezzle.com where you can get your Bubba Stargon shirt and other great Mr. Nelson products. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Sin Productions comes a space opera adventure like no other. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! In our last episode, believing the efforts of Captain Bubba Stargon would fail, Dr. Saris Lear introduced a plan B. But while that was going on, Bubba was still in the middle of his confrontation with Admiral Johnny Ray. Now look, come on guys, uh, let's just uh, calm down and rein this in and uh, head on over back to uh, Uranus Station where uh, we can talk about this whole evolution of the human race and all that stuff over a couple of beers, what do you say? That, that would, would be, be a, waste a waste of my, of my time, time, Bubba. Oh After all, would, would you waste, waste time trying to have, have a beer with ants? <laughs> what? Uh, well, uh, Bubba, I believe what Johnny Ray is trying to get across here is that we've both evolved to a higher sense of consciousness. What? And it's difficult to communicate to your level anymore, the uh, level of mere mortals. So we need to explore the new... Higher, upper echelons of consciousness. Oh, okay, I get it. You, you guys want to go off and drop some acid. Well, you know, you could probably look around in Booze's private stash. Uh, I know for sure he's got some uh, shrooms uh, uh, in there. Uh, no, Bubba, that's not what I meant. Um, Spare yourself further frustration, Tushy. Bubba will never comprehend the evolved man. Come on. However, he did remind me of something that needs to be taken care of. Yeah, like getting a beer. Since he mentioned Dr. Booze had failed, he can be the first we will eliminate as we clean up the human race. Don't we need to do that. We can just leave them here 
as we go and explore the cosmos. We cannot move forward until we give up what was past, and you are holding on to what was past, Tushy. What? Let go of your feelings for booze. Honestly, Johnny, why don't you let go of your jealousy over booze? Now see here. Oh, hey, it's Nurse Pristine, the kitty cat. here to change Dr. Hatfield. Oh, yeah, he's over there. And boy, does he need it. Uh-huh. Looky there, Tushy. The love of your life is so pathetic. He's laying in a pile of his own mess. Johnny, only because you tried to marry him with a hairball. Hey, that's Admiral Johnny Ray to you. What? Are you actually going to go rank on me? I am not merely referring to rank that I have worked hard all my life to achieve, but merely the simple truth that I have achieved my evolutionary powers quicker and sooner than you, therefore clearly showing that I am your superior. What? So I have grown weary of this foolish insubordination, and I now command you to yield to my will. Oh, man, Tushy. Seems Johnny Ray just told you to go make him a sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. You're not just going to stand here and take that, huh? I must certainly will no, 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 You must everything. Bastard! Oh, 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 you bitch! This is starting to get good. <laughs> We've got to get Booze out of here. You're almost threatening his life. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Hey, Booze, come on, man, wake up. <laughs> come on, Booze, snap out of it. we got to get out of here. Man, just shoot him up with some uppers or something. But trust me, it works. he's been in quite a few comas. He'll come out. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Come on, Booze, we're going to get your stash. There we go. What's going on, Time to get up, Booze. Yeah, yeah, look, we gotta get out of here. We're all fried. Come on, right. let's get up and go. All right. Wait, what? Tushy, what's going on? Uh, long story short, she's got superpowers too, and she's fighting it out with the Admiral who uh, wants to commit, you know, cosmic genocide. All right, there you go. You're all caught up. Let's go. You're not going anywhere. Crap, we're screwed. Tushy was no match for my... Oh, boy. My power. What? Tushy, no! I can no, man. regain no. my strength and you'll all pay. Disobey. How about that? What? Tushy, what is it? Johnny Ray's strength. Yeah. It won't last for long. Oh. You must act now. Act? I can barely stand. Don't worry, booze. Leave this to me. I'm gonna kick Johnny Ray's ass till I'm smelling booze. All right, Mr. Hyde, mighty. Get out of I my hereby way, relieve you of your commands. Screw this, we're gonna have to make a run for it. Too late, Bubba. I feel my power return. And now the new dawn of humanity begins. Wait, wait, wait. What's going on? I don't know. Oh no! 
Dr. Lear has activated his wormhole oh, apparatus. <laughs> Did you hear what you just said? Oh, Bubba, oh, come yeah, on, yeah. we gotta get out of here. We're still safe, huh? Man, I could have sworn the ship blew up. Oh, man. Uh, Whoa. I almost stepped in that. Jeez. Whoa. Uh, I think that uh, Admiral Johnny Ray uh, looks like his head exploded. Well, Well, uh, the gravitational forces of wormhole technology, uh, (laughs) it's a good possibility that's what happened to him, but I guess his menace is over. But where's Tushy? I don't know. Is that her over there? That's pristine. Looks like she faded. Probably so. What? Someone's coming. Captain Stargon. Oh, hey, Spot. Spot. Aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Spot, what happened to your eye and and your other ear? It looks like it got burnt off or something. What? Really, Doctor, it appears your abuse of illicit substances is playing with your memory once again. What? So, <laughs> yeah, Captain Stargon, it appears you were in line for a promotion huh? due to your successful assassination of Admiral Johnny Ray. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute here. You I... could take charge of the Terra Firma Command the what? and the fleet. Huh? Uh, uh, Tag! Yes, up. Yes, sir! Tag! Clean up that corpse... Take Holly. it down to the airlock and uh, shoot it into space. Uh, yes, sir, right sir. Away, sir. Uh, <laughs> Hail, Hail Mother, Mother Earth! What in the world is going on here? Isn't Polyp dead? And Tag, good lord, he's been dead for several episodes. And what in the world is with Mr. Spot's missing eye and ear? Well, you'll just have to tune in for future episodes of Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol is written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Man, what just happened to Bubba and crew? Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, well, Bubba will be taking a little break for a while as I bring in some more Nat Nat and Sun King and who knows what I'll Uh But yeah, that'll be it for Bubba for a while. But uh, this was, of course, uh, a, well, it, the Bubba Stargon and Uranus Patrol uh adventures are of course parodies of star trek and uh indirectly so in a lot of ways uh i take inspiration if you will uh from actual episodes of uh, uh, the star trek shows so uh this one 
was uh, dealing with the uh, Gary Mitchell story in the uh, the uh, second pilot, uh, where no man has gone before, which is why this uh, collection of stories will be uh, titled To Ballsy Go. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and then it uh, ends on a bit of a cliffhanger there where it leads into another classic episode of Star Trek. That's not the way it happened in the Star Trek series, of course. Uh, I take broad liberties because you need to. I need to uh, make up my own stuff uh, within this rather than just make a direct uh, copy and then just throw in some bathroom humor here and there, which I'm sure a lot of people figure that's all I do. But uh, but still, uh, a bit more of an original story. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Uh, we'll come back to Bubba at some point. Uh, but before I leave you, I forgot to make mention that there was yet another sequel uh, to Watchmen, and it's it's currently ongoing. I haven't finished it yet, but it's the comic book series Doomsday Clock, and it looks to be far superior to anything the HBO show will do. And uh, it's had a few missteps as it goes along, but that last issue they did was pretty damn good. So uh, you might want to check that out. Uh, it's too bad they're late on this, which uh, gives me some amount of pause in the thinking that... Uh, uh, perhaps there's a little bit of making it up as they go along, <laughs> which could be problematic. Hopefully there's a, a, an overall outline of where they're going with the story, but, um, uh, it's pretty good. So, ch uh, check that out. And so there you go. Uh, this concludes this episode of the Nelson show. We'll do it again next week. I'll see you there. Or, well, you'll hear me there and, well, I, I just hope someone's listening to this. Anyway, there you go. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. <laughs>